Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello and welcome to Jokes with Mark Simmons, the podcast where I chat to another comedian about jokes they can't get to work. As always, I'm joined by producer Joel. Hello, host Mark. You're on the mic. What's happening, Joe? Uh, Come on, you got to give us something this week. Nothing. I just made eye contact with someone across the way. What? Which I've never done before. What? Someone that's and sitting in their flat? Yeah, and they're like, they're sort of at a laptop. They're looking at me. Yeah. And naked. what they can see is me no. stood in my bedroom. Yeah, no um, clothes on. In my pants, holding yeah. a microphone. Can they see all of that? They can't. Yeah, they can. Is your bedroom got a full me. screen? Like, it's not just a it's window. It's got a big window. Yeah, it's got a big, big window. Full-size window. Full-size. Oh, yeah, baby. It no gets the entire Joel pod on display. Yeah, they probably can't, they can't see me ankles down, but they can imagine. Ooh. Leave a little bit to the imagination. bit like a, a woman of the night in the window in 1980s <laughs> in the Holland. <laughs> Amsterdam. <laughs> <laughs> Um, my <laughs> uncle, as a joke, I don't know if I should admit this, my uncle, as a joke, when I was about nine years old and he had friends coming over and I was staying at his, put me in his window in Deptford and put like a red what? sheet over a lamp and, yeah. What? <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Hang on. What? What, what? what? How old were you? Eight or nine years old. How old? Eight or nine, I think. Uh, what? What? I'm gobsmacked. <laughs> So he was he was looking after me. This is terrible. Looking, looking after, after you me. in the quotation. I was marks. staying over. I was staying at his flat, and he'd obviously. I mean, it's, he's he's not that much older than me, and it's probably quite. It must be quite boring looking after an eight-year-old. And so he'd invited some friends over, and he thought as a fun prank, it'd be fun to have me posed as a child prostitute in his window. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Oh, I mean, there's. I don't want to. There's, there's too much. <laughs> I've not really ever thought. I've not really ever thought too much about. I think you how, should have a good just thing how about problematic it now. that is. Yeah. Yeah. Blimey. Wow. I'm getting quite sweaty. Yeah. Yeah. Me uh, too. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Christ, Joel. Oh, um, keep it light. I'll mate. give you. Yeah, I'll give you a little memory from my childhood. Every episode now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah we make, we, we make that a. We make that a feature. Good. There's nothing more extreme than that, is there? Uh, well, I don't know. I hadn't thought about that. So who, who knows what, what I've got suppressed? Did you even know what, what was happening, what that meant? No, I don't think I did. No, good. 
Is it good? I'm sort <laughs> no, of that's good that you didn't know. Like, yeah, true. I don't know. I mean, I'll I tell you what, you, you've, you've sort of blindsided me a little bit there <laughs> with that. <laughs> yeah, I blindsided myself. <laughs> oh, God. Well, it, God knows so, what the bloke over the way is thinking. Yeah. How is your uncle now? Is he enjoying prison? Uh, I, uh, <laughs> I actually don't talk to him anymore. <laughs> really? You don't say? <laughs> And, I, and I, is that the reason you don't talk to him? Uh, let's move on. Let's yeah, just save move that for, on. Save that for next week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. <clears throat> I haven't really been doing anything, Joel, but new. Oh, I did I did, a, I did an online gig. That My first online gig, I did some new material at Stuart Goldsmith's Infinite Sofa gig. That was a bit of fun. It's quite good. Oh, cool. I quite like it. How can you, people can people watch that? Yeah, just go to Stuart Goldsmith's um, online social media presence. <laughs> that's, that's a bit weird way of saying it. but um, Yeah, you sound like a man but, from but the past. But it's quite good because they have people in the room while you're doing the gig, so you can hear people laughing. Oh, that's so cool. You, so you're not just sort of telling jokes into the abyss. So no, I really enjoyed that. So go check out all the bits, bits he's doing. Former um, guest of the show. So you yeah. check his episode out if you haven't heard it already. Um, this week, we have Dane Baptiste. Hey. Dane is returning for the second time on the show. And actually, Joel, I've big, bumped... We are big fans of Dane. Yes, we are. And I've bumped him up to the front of the queue. Because um, I was going to have... Because we've recorded loads. And I was going to put people on that haven't been on before first. But um, Dane, I, I wanted to bring Dane's episode forward because he's doing a lot of great work on social media at the moment in regard to the Black Lives Matter movement and I think it's important to draw attention to that um, so you can find Dane on Twitter at Dane Bap Tweets I'm, that's the first time I've noticed that handle I'm actually a bit jealous of that it's good Dane isn't it Bap, I always think that Dane Bap Tweets I wish ah oh, mine's rubbish compared he's to that he's nailed it but yeah go check it out go check it out He's got lots of stuff going on over there. Yeah, 100%. And he's also, he'll, if you go and look at Dane's Twitter, that'll lead you on to look at lots of stuff that he's sharing and to read widely about it. Ah, on that note, on that note, um, so if you're someone who's listened to this and, and sort of thinks to themselves, when people, you hear about white privilege and you think, oh, what's that got to do with me? I'm, I'm not racist. I'm nice to everyone. Um, I've, I've read a really good article. Hang on by Laurie Lake and Hutchison um, and it really expresses it well if you don't really understand about that topic um, and we'll put that in the description of the podcast so you can go and check it out there yeah definitely that'll be in the description and there'll be a couple of links of places that you can donate if you feel like you're able and want to help a little bit um, crack in but yeah so this was recorded um, yeah a couple of weeks ago i think it's a couple of weeks ago um so let's hear some jokes that dane could not get to work i know but it's, i mean but i don't know I'm, i feel like i'm too old to be on tiktok same yeah i think you're too old yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i really am and that's fine and i need a real friend that will tell me the truth actually so i appreciate you <laughs> we're probably the same like, age on, i think aren't we, like, mate? I, yeah i, I, I don't want to be on a, i feel like being on an app where people you're people young enough to be your children are on there i don't know it just yeah. doesn't seem normal to me 
No, but I don't even, to be honest, I don't even understand what it is they're doing. They're just all dancing, aren't they? Why is that good? Pretty much. It's good because if it originated in China and no one wants any discourse which may go against the government. So best for you to not talk and just dance. Is that actually what it? Oh, right. There you go. Factual as well. That's me being a conspiracy theorist, but at the same time, when oh. you take into account how restrictive <laughs> speech, free speech is in China, a, a, a social network which doesn't really allow for any real social discourse sounds like right up their street, so... Yeah, you heard it here first. Good stuff. Oh, yeah. this is and good I, content. Now I'm not mate. sure if I should oh, even say place. it. I meant, oh yeah, social <laughs> index. But you know, everyone, everyone's got a. Um, Your tour in China is cancelled. Well, pretty much. And everyone's got a, um, I suppose, a conspiracy theory. Um, so, yeah. at this time, this time at the moment as well, it's like my friend said to me the other day. He was like, "We were on Instagram live in uh, club quarantine, where there's a new trend on Instagram where people are just like twerking on cameras. So the way it works is that like." I guess because strippers can't really work right now as well, right? So yep. they just uh, they'll just twerk on Instagram and have what's called a cash app, which means people can just send them money directly, which right. you know, is very innovative. And then my friend had remarked, "I wish that the recept- uh, he said, I wish the uh, broadband connection was better." And I was like, "Well, that's why they're bringing in five G because you know, if sh- someone shakes a butt in front of you." <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 so twerking. Are you, what does that mean? So twerking is the dance thing, right? I'm so old. Yes, it's uh yeah, so it's uh but, basically basically you uh shake your butt uh, yeah. in time with the song, uh, hoping, right? And people pay for to that. Make it rain. Yeah, that's how you make it rain by twerking. And people oh, pay for that. I should yeah, start that. Should I should I start that? I've I've really money. thought about what kind, where I can find my market position because I feel like digital sex work might be one of the only <laughs> still booming 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 industries in this economy. When I said I mean, to myself, yes, if I put a dick pic out there, I mean, that's like literally like, I mean, that's like farting in the wind, Mark. So I said to myself, you know, <laughs> what do women prefer more than dicks? A description. Women are sexual creatures as well. They just want some context to like the sex they receive. So what if I read erotica to lonely women and professionals, ah. women in care homes, and I just read them erotica very intensely with the accents? <laughs> That's yeah, are you going to write the erotica yourself? Um, what I might do is I might read pre-existing erotica in like a kind of sexy audio book, and then if someone has their own piece of erotica, they can send it into me and I'll read it. <laughs> I feel like at a fee. They have at to a fee, you yeah. Good, a I mean, fee, it depends. Yeah. I, I feel like I maybe at a fee if you want to subscribe to my channel, but I'm also going to provide like uh, concessions for the elderly. <laughs> just because I, I, doesn't mean I, I just because like your ovaries really stop working. <laughs> yeah, just because your ovaries stop working, Mark, doesn't mean the rest of your vagina does. No, yeah, no. and your brain because you're still and your brain. There you go, the brain as well. Yeah, and oh, probably, mate, probably make for a more up. dirty experience. Mind, got it down. Listen, I'm telling you. And where can my thir- where can my listeners find this? Uh, I mean, it's in a conceptual stage <laughs> now, but they can just keep following me on social <laughs> media, and I'll keep giving updates. But um, yeah. sure, if you've got an, an, a great aunt or a grandparent and you know she's kind of lonely you know women still have needs you know that's what the feminists say and I'm like I agree so I think we should google some erotica and you should give them a little taste. little sample yeah a little sample let's see what I've got I let's I see what, what feels as if you haven't got it by your bed I know, I know I've, been, I've been rehearsing but I know but I want a specific type I want, I want, to, I want to cater to an underserved market because I feel like you know Fifty Shades really dealt with like you know the silver vixens but I feel like there's a woman that's like past 30, but not necessarily on a freedom pass. Yeah. And um, I just think 
there must be like there must be like a there's got to be a market there for that. You know, in the same <laughs> I feel market like there is for like. Do this, so. <laughs> yeah, we I'm could do it. I mean, I mean you know, and I and I would <laughs> and I would actually invite and I would invite you know my com- members of my comedic community and my peers to come and read the same, because this is not nice. about me doing anything sex related. I'm doing, uh, I'm doing. Oh, I mean, in some ways, I'm doing the Lord's work because I'm allowing <laughs> people to practice abstinence and also providing people with company and being friendly. And finally, yeah. uh, you know, and I'm not taking money from the elderly, just the. Uh, the dirty bitch old ladies. Well, you take a bit from the elderly. Uh, I may do, but that will all be repaid back in tax. And free for NHS workers? Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, even a premium service. I mean, yeah, people might clap for the <laughs> NHS, but they make their butt cheeks clap for the NHS. I might <laughs> describe it on my channel. <laughs> oh, so I've, I feel like you've been doing a lot of thinking about this through lockdown. Yeah, my, my isolation has been a very cerebral one, really thinking about how to innovate and new ideas yeah. and how to reach a potential I audience. I, I'm, I'm, I'm taking my time working out what to do with it as well, because I, I think you can just jump in straight away. Everyone's doing that. Like You've got to wait your time, get a good idea like this. Absolutely. And I think, yeah, I, I still think, exactly. I still think, despite the fact that, you know, People are not able to perform live necessarily. I still think there are different ways in which we can innovate or adapt what we do and then, mm. and, you know, just not have to follow fashion. I mean, so no, do you I like the no... like the live gigs online? Have you, do you uh, like I've not format? seen a lot of them, but I feel like a live gig for me is, it's uh, a live gig online for me is an oxymoron in the same way that, like, if you practice we Fit, you're not trying to get fit. <laughs> if, you're, if you can't perform exercise in front of a computer screen, the Nintendo yeah. Wii was a farce. And if you're doing that, then you're lazy because if you really cared about it, instead of buying a Wii board, you could have just had a... Uh, could have been doing step aerobics, so. <laughs> so I, I really feel like, yeah, it's... um, Yeah, I just like to keep it honest and just and just kind of do what works. Uh, but, I, you know, I feel like a lot of people are signing up for, like, online gym classes and gym and tutorials at the moment. Uh, but yeah. I even think then, I'm somewhat cynical, and I feel like by people being able to pay £15 for a subscription... That's probably like 75% cheaper than a gym membership. And again, if you're watching a gym class online, no one knows if you're joining in. No, no, there's no pressure, is there? There's no yeah, it, just allow, it just allows for a lot more, yeah, a lot less pressure, a lot yeah. more procrastination and maybe some faking. Like for me, an online gym class is the same as like buying a um, fitness DVD from a reality star. <laughs> she didn't so do that. Nice. Somebody else. Well, he didn't do that. But also, why are people signing up to those when there's so many classes on YouTube? Like, I don't understand. Because it shows intention, so people think it's a bit more formal. It's like, you know, so, people that actually... So it's almost like, like actually doing gyms. it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's also going to like a fancy gym. It's like, you know, a weight is a weight. It doesn't really matter if it's colour-coded or not. So Yeah. But Have you been writing stand-up since you've been in lockdown? Uh, a little bit. I've been trying to write a little bit. Um, I'm just trying to make it a point of principle by making my immediate experience now not the uh, lion's share of the material that I'm writing because probably one of the first times for a long time that everybody arguably will have completely relatable material. Mm. Um, Because obviously we are all having a global shared experience. So being able to distinguish yourself will probably be a bit more difficult than it has been. A, because everyone's gone through it and B, because because we've all been confined to our homes, there's been nothing but the availability of comedians interpretations of the experience on the internet already so yeah 
I think it's going to need a little bit more. More so far, if you're going to be topical, you need a bit more time for reflection and stuff. But I'm, I'm writing some other stuff and trying to make other stuff work. Um, yeah, but yeah, I just try and just try and see. see. I don't have to worry too much about that because I mean I can write jokes about what's happening now, but like I don't really delve into anything with what I yeah. do. So jokes are jokes, it's, really. With it's me. cool. Yeah, cool. Work, it's think? cool wordplay. That's uh, but it's, it's good, man. It's, it's good <laughs> when you you the work you're doing. Is, it, I mean, it's still it's, it's the benefit of it is that it's, it's relatively timeless. So yeah, you know. But you do you think there's going to be like just too much like material about this? People are just going to be sick of it. Uh, initially, yeah, I think this will be like the equivalent of like you know the Joseph Joseph Fritzl uh, revelation or you know uh, Jimmy Savile. I think mm. we're just in an industry whereby if something particularly uh, cult, either culture shifting or uh, kind of scandalous comes out in the newspaper, I tend to stay away from it because like comics and open mic comics and the like will go over it like you know shunk, sharks going for bloody chunks in water. So I leave. <laughs> I leave I leave the feeding frenzy for a bit, Mark, and then, I'm, and then I'll do something on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Once you've had time. Yeah. See what happens, see how it plays out. Yeah, hopefully positively, you know. And also, yeah. I, I, I mean, realistically, I've got to make sure I pull through this thing first before I start doing material on it. Yeah, If I, if I exactly. forgot to choose, I'd rather do hack material than have people be doing a memorial for Dane Baptiste after the coronavirus. <laughs> so what were you working on before this all happened? Uh, so I was recently working on uh, a bit of observation about America. Um, I tweeted it in the end, but I was saying it's like it's weird how the uh, aesthetic of the UK versus America has changed. Because there was a time where we could flippantly be like, "Well, we're not like Americans because we're not overweight and we uh, are better than them at football," and mm-hmm. we've now caught up with them. To the point whereby now England hasn't had a king for years. America's got two: a tiger and a burger. <laughs> nice, current as and well. That, exactly, and we can't even get a king because our prince wants to go to Pizza Express. So, <laughs> and I feel like that's that's the most that's a more tactful way of approaching that particular topic, rather than the more yeah. obvious stuff. So, had you tried uh, that before the lockdown? Did you, did you work no, no, that never, stuff no, in? no, no, I'd never tried it before. This I, um, is since. I was on tour. I was on tour before the um, lockdown. So, oh, I was, okay. Yeah, essentially doing sticking to the script and uh, with a few, yeah, I guess, a few ad libs here and there. But yeah, all the material that I've written since has been like new material. I've uh, tried to make a point of principle of getting like pre existing stuff into um, digital content and get that out there and yeah, just push me to start writing newer stuff. So, yeah, oh, I've been working good. on quite new things as well. Uh, another idea I have was about. Um, blood transfusion and blood donation and yeah. i'm just like maybe the reason why it doesn't happen that often is because it's kind of boring because blood only really comes in a few types like a b a b and o which is boring and i think if human beings were allowed <laughs> to name their own blood they'd be more inclined to donate it so it's got like a brand yeah if, if i was like you know this is like you know uh sub-saharan vampire come you want that in your veins <laughs> <laughs> right, maybe not that. Not that. Maybe not that one. Depends what kind of weekend you're going to have, Mark. But <laughs> if, if you if there was if there was a type of blood that was literally called penis diesel, you'd have that. Yeah, hundred percent. You'd have some penis diesel. So how? So when you're writing that, how are you coming up with those bits? Because penis diesel is quite like. How did you come up with penis diesel? Uh, I feel like it might be a, a silly quip I may have said at one point. And then, right. I'm like, you know, and then, I, and then sometimes <laughs> I try and build around it. 
So I think it's like, so yeah, I, I kind of reverse engineer. So I'm like, penis diesels, funny, it's a funny term, funny word. And so I kind of reverse engineer the joke in how I can best arrive at that punchline. Yeah. Have you so got more? Sometimes the process. Um, so, I mean, I also realise that you can't spell Beyonce without once. And uh, I mean, I feel like there's some wordplay there I'm trying to work with. Without once? Beyonce? Yeah. Be, Beyonce. But what's once got to do with it? The amount of times I should be able to sleep with her before I get married. <laughs> I had something about something about fiance and Beyonce. Fiance, Beyonce. I can't remember yeah. what that was. Well, there you about go. Ch- and it, which is good. It's like not, and uh, yeah, there's got to be a rhyme in there somewhere. It's just at the same time, I have to be mindful of how I approach Beyonce themes because uh, hell hath no fury than the beehive angered. <laughs> Do you reckon she's following you? Not yet, unless she's doing it under a pseudonym, which wouldn't surprise me. No, sort of thing she'd do, I reckon. That is classic Beyonce. <laughs> um, yeah. I also... So uh, you... Nominative determinism. I find, I'm worried about... One thing I'm worried about in terms of material now is, like I said, it's A, being topical, and B, being conscious of audiences now. Because I found right. before tour, and just most recently, it's not a bad thing, it's that, you know, you know, I mean, like my mid-30s now, a lot of the audiences that I'm seeing at comedy clubs are of a similar age. So mm. some references are really more true than others to that audience. But then at the same time, I had a bit about Magic Johnson. Okay. And uh, but I wasn't sure how, how people pick up it in the UK. Where I'm just saying it's basically about when it comes to like nominative determinism, like some people are called Butcher and Baker. I think if you cure yourself of HIV and go on to be a uh, multimillionaire entrepreneur, that is the best example of nominative determinism I've ever seen. Because <laughs> you definitely have a Magic Johnson. <laughs> that might be more of a Americanism. Yeah, I don't know enough about Magic Johnson. Yeah, I just know that he was a basketball player for the Lakers and he was amazing. And then he had uh, yeah. he came out as being HIV positive, and then he yeah. wasn't anymore. And I'm like, well, that Johnson is magic if you can cure yourself of AIDS. So, <laughs> oh, actually, I know nothing about this. Okay, yeah, yeah, he, so he got, uh, yeah, so he so HIV he faked positive. it. Well, you know, he did fake. He 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 was diagnosed with HIV positive, and then through just a. Uh, this was like in the nineties, and then yeah, yeah, it didn't go, and then he put it into complete remission. And this, and this was oh, right. way before some of the more recent advances that we've had in a uh, anti and anti or antiretroviral drug me- and medication. Mm. Yeah, at the time when he did it, like HIV wasn't as livable as disease, so no, yeah, it was very significant. But I think that's oh, more wow. of an American show, an American yeah. joke. I'm sure, I don't necessarily want to offend with it because I so do like Magic you, Johnson. Yeah, you haven't tried that with uh, a UK audience. I, I did yet, try it with a UK no. audience um, at uh, Old Rope. Uh, okay. Stevenson's a very cool gig just before I went on tour. And it went down mm. pretty well, but like, you know, you don't want to have to but, give too much exposition for your jokes. I was going to say, did you have to t- sort of describe yeah, I check, who it I check was? People knew who Magic Johnson, yeah, I had to check that people knew who Magic Johnson was, but yeah, I don't think it's as close to their, uh, no. their hearts as it, uh, it would maybe go in America. So, so when that happens, would you just put that to the side for when you do some American gigs, or would you just go no? Maybe, but I, I, but I also feel like it's my endeavour to try and make that understandable to a British audience as well. Yeah, because the jokes necessarily about one particular person. It's, it's really about, um, yeah, definitely more about, um, yeah, the, the subject being about what's in the name, basically. Hmm. And then I might, okay. and that might segue to something. And that might segue to something else. So I, I, I have been working on a bit on names for like 
probably about six years. Really? Yeah, I've been working this bit on names for six years and just trying to get it down because I don't want it to be like classist and uh, too yeah. chauvinistic, but it is the point where I was kind of like, so one way I'd tell it when I would be like, I am in no place to judge and I wouldn't stigmatize someone for teenage pregnancy. So I said, there's nothing wrong with teenagers having kids. I'm just not sure if they should be allowed to name them. <laughs> and then I was like, um, people give their kids names as if like, you know, knowing full well that they themselves struggled with English and they give their kid that name. Um, <laughs> And also being like, if your child's name is the most complicated word on their CV, you've not done the best job. <laughs> and uh, and also being like the observation that like, actually most Hollywood A-listers, they don't have fancy names. Their kids have fancy names. So I guess the idea is that yeah. you need a famous name for them to be successful, but it's wrong. You actually give your kid a very mediocre name because then they get the complex about it and they feel more inclined to prove themselves as being special. Because yeah. most famous people have really regular names like Brad. Tom, Harrison, Merrill, Judy. <laughs> They're all quite basic names, whereas they give their kids names like Fifi, Trixabel, and Ocean. I think the only yeah. exception would be like River Phoenix. And I mean, even Joaquin changed his name from Leaf. So. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. They were hippie parents, and so it was River and Leaf, and then he changed his name, I think, after his brother's untimely passing. Oh. So yeah, the, the name thing was trying to work that out as well but i guess working out i mean there's a lot of potential in that i guess and how far that can travel but i mean it's a very yeah and then you'd leave that in you'd, you'd you'd mix those bits together as a topic yeah and, and, yeah and see where they can bolt on basically so a big part of my process now yeah. sometimes is that i try to return to some older jokes and think there's some something that segues into this a lot more um smoothly than the previous material because mm. uh, I, I will try to make it a point like mechanically that any bit that's really good it should be strong enough to get five minutes out of that bit as well. Yeah. And and, you should, and to be able to extend the thread because I guess it just means you have a much broader repertoire of material. And like, you know, if you're doing, I guess, a Mock the Week or any topical show where you may have to riff on a particular subject for a while, then you've got mm. a wealth of material there. Yeah, I man. Think I had a bit on, I had a bit on uh, cakes and stuff. But I was like, I'm not cakes. sure what you can... Yeah, and muffins and the whole <laughs> thing with like baked confectionery. So I was like, muffin is confusing because... What makes what gives a muffin its name? Because is it is it one I have at breakfast, and then if you can have both at breakfast, but I'm like, how do we tell the difference between sausage milk and blueberry, <laughs> or brand? And then it's like you know, I can't make I don't know the big difference between like a raspberry fool, a raspberry coulee, a blancmange, a sorbet. Then when it comes to pies, what determines what type of pie you're dealing with? Because you know, like how come you can put apple in a pie because it's a fruit but you can't put tomato in a pie because then it becomes like a quiche <laughs> and I was trying to work out and then, uh, and, then, and basically Jimmy Carl was like that's very sound logic can't really argue with that one really? um, yeah. tell you what though Bake Off didn't say anything to me I guess they found me too opinionated so, well they didn't approach you no even though I I mean I guess I, I was there trying to I guess I was you know dissecting their whole business model so I guess they weren't going to invite me on <laughs> <laughs> fair enough well, a bit of, bit, yeah I don't know a bit left field you know I mean might, might, a bit might be good they've got fielding I, in there yeah you go he's, he's zany he's, he's different I mean I've my my thing as well but then it's again my whole thing is I, I'm not that much of a baked dessert person kind of thing so 
Yeah. But then again, it'd be, fun, it'd be fun to do. Uh, I did find out that red velvet cake is just chocolate cake with red food dye. No. Wow. I didn't know that. Right? And that's the, but it has an effect on the human mind, which makes it something else. Mm. In the same way that, like, you know, when they put green stuff in milkshakes, um, makes it taste a bit more minty on St. Patrick's Day. Don't know. That's news to me. Yeah, I mean, I'm getting a lot more surreal with my material, as you can see, Mark, over the last time. I'll be able to out, be out and experience stuff. Oh, well, what's the St. Patrick's Day? What 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 milk? What are they adding? The, well, it's they add green dye to everything, so it's just called it St. Patrick's Day. So, okay, yeah, it's pa- patron saint of Ireland, so they just add blue green to stuff to make it more palatable. I'm not sure how that works in there for everything, though. So, if you've got like a vanilla <laughs> milkshake, you put like green food dye in it. Ah, right. I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't do that with Guinness. Well, I mean, you could, but just no one would notice. <laughs> they like, probably do. Maybe that's it. Yeah, this my. I've just got black poo with a green ring around <laughs> the toilet. I'm. I'm trying to stay away from that type of humor now, Mark. I'm getting older now. I'm just trying to mature with it, really. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Me too. Yeah, yeah. Defo, defo. <laughs> no, I, 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 there's a point at which I just. I don't, there's a point, There's a way you can talk about sex as a comic on stage. Where it is funny or it is tongue in cheek, but there's a point where yeah. it's like that's just creepy, <laughs> and I'm trying, I'm trying to preemptively get away from that point. Really? So, Do you think as you get older it gets creepier? It, I mean, it depends on your audience. And I'm just aware, like you know, where I've done university gigs in like my thirties, uh, like yeah. you know, you're dealing with people that might be eighteen years old, and I don't be like, oh, the problem with a woman who's trying to get out of the bedroom. So, <laughs> I can imagine how they'd interpret that. So. The trouble is, I like I I didn't realize I was so much older than them. It took me a while to realize that because I just always feel like that age. Yeah, well, exactly. And and you know you identify with people on that level, and also you get mature students. But it's it's best you realize before someone has to tell you. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah, 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 yeah. I I carried on working at university after university, so I was like in the uni lifestyle for like ten years after uni, and I'd go out like because you because i worked at the uni in the sports department i've become mm. friends with people that go to uni and then i was like i was still going to the uni nightclub when i was like 28 29 and i just had to call it a day before people started talking yeah good i see that's smart jurisprudent you could have been yeah. like i'm just doing my sia qualification i'm going to be a bouncer here <laughs> none of your goddamn business but it's probably best to i leave don't it. think i could back that up <laughs> Well, you know, they're kids, what do they know? They're idiots. I could be twerking now if I'd have gone through with that. Well, you know, it'd be a different type of club, but you could have, yeah, you'd have learnt a new skill. Yeah, might have been paying my bills during this lockdown. I mean, you know, and you would have been different to a lot of uh, strippers that, uh, you know, they stripped to in order to pay their tuition. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. What other bits have you got down? All the bits have I got down. So, other bits uh, from my silly mind. Let's see. Um, some of the things might just be words as well. <laughs> just, just words. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, oh, just a bit about like now. I guess I'm getting older, and in the normal, and because I don't do stuff like go to nightclubs, the places where I notice beautiful women have changed significantly, and the kind of women I go for, like I've noticed some very, very attractive women on the underground, mm. who obviously are not dressed provocatively, but I just still find them attractive and shapely, and I'd be like, oh, girl, those corporate <laughs> trousers and those orthopedic non-conductive boots. I know, man, but they made that butt look extra round. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I feel like a lot of your stuff's moving to in, as you're getting older. You're sort of, it's got that as a bit of a theme now. Yeah, and, and, and hopefully, like, a, the healthier side of being an old pervert at this particular point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you, well, would you go anywhere else with that, with that bit? Um, I'm just, I think I can kind of build on it because it's a. Uh, yeah, I just don't want it to be as simple as an objectification, but it's also it's almost as if like yeah, where you'd get uh, potential partners in a, I suppose a lot more sexier industries like when I guess you'd meet a woman working in like leisure or hospitality, your a waitress wouldn't be viewed in the same way as like you know like a rail worker, but it's mm. just, I guess it's more about finding beauty anyway. So I guess I'm researching that part yeah. to find what are the more you know I guess more banal or more conventionally unsexy jobs. And then trying to, yeah. and, and I guess, thinking about their aesthetic and what I found sexy about it. But I'm I'm super serious about the whole thing about sex ladies on the underground. Yeah. Oh, and a bit, and because I had a friend of mine, and then also the idea came from a friend of mine. It's because a friend of mine, he had a, his uncle was a bus driver. And then when we were in school, he'd be like, yeah, he like, his uncle has like sex with women on the bus. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know what I'd do if I met a girl who says she met her ex-boyfriend on the bus and had sex with him. I mean, I'm sure I'd be fine, but I was like, what is the aphrodisiac? It's like the guy's like, hey, why don't you come upsi- upstairs for some oysters? It's not the same kind of oysters you'd normally get. So, <laughs> so the he's... oyster word play was that thing. But yeah, so he used to like, you know, meet ladies on the bus. Because remember, a bus, you already pay when you get on. It's not like you have to like pay your way out of it, like in like a dubious porn setup. How am I going to pay for this taxi? I have a way. You already pay for a bus as soon as you get on. And I just thought, I don't know what it is about a bus that would make somebody become aroused. Maybe there's a danger element. So yeah, no. There's the there's the um, the vibrations is a classic. Could be, and uh, you know, if you can you can ring my bell is a euphemism. Yeah, that could definitely work for that. As does oyster. Yeah, and getting off. There you go. See, getting off. Got a pole, as well. Yeah. Smash your back window in with my with me hammer. (laughs) (laughs) That's how they talk in the bus game. You know, or you know, I'm also uh, you and your friend can come upstairs through the old double decker. Yeah, 
there's so, so there's so you so you're gonna open top open your top open up your top open top bus there you go open top bus i don't know yeah, yeah. the 69 <laughs> how come when you want to they don't come yeah, 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 you know, all yeah, of a sudden yeah. they all come at once ah <laughs> oh, we're on fire now mate there you go it's actually, it's actually, there's actually a lot of disgusting uh, euphemisms available within for bus there are, yeah i mean yeah i mean a lot of those could work on the tube no i suppose it's not quite as on the tube but would you go from bus to then talk about tube and then yeah you, then so you go look at other jobs yeah so like so, so like is it, what about jobs that women do that were sort of traditionally men's jobs and then women do them like yeah i did in them as well yeah i think I, yeah, I could definitely work i think um but yeah i guess I, i'd have to effectively research that um mm. Because I mean, there are some jobs where yeah, there's a, a massive lack of representation from women, which is I guess uh, sanitation is one. Yeah. Um, and I guess yeah, and again, like working on working door work, like working as in security, probably is a lot more underrepresented than uh, yeah, with with women. Um, and it's it's interesting to say that because I do have a bit where I was like, look, um, we grew up in a certain environment, and a lot a lot of Gangster rap would suggest that like career opportunities would be either be stripping if you're a woman or selling drugs if you're a guy, and it's like I don't want to sell the drugs. That's dangerous. I'd rather strip. Thank you very much. <laughs> so you know why can't I just run up to cars and like show them my balls or just do like drive by like <laughs> lap dances and stuff? That'd be a lot easier. Drive by lap dances. Yeah, or strippograms. What happened to those? Try and bring those back. I don't know. What well, strippergram would just go. And just do a dance and then leave. That's what strip gram, isn't it? Yeah, so they strip and then they bring you a message. So they'd yeah. be like, but years hey, ago I, I had, went to a, like, yeah, to a stag sure party and, and and they had one. We had one. My first now. my first university house party, we hired a stripper. Really? My friend's birthday. <laughs> yeah, I made a house party and she came over and she dressed up. She dressed up like a police uh, a police officer, and um, so we, she, my friend thought it was a disturbance and she came and was like. I need to come and search the premises, and it was like, and everybody was, was like, you? "I'm guilty, arrest me!" <laughs> I was, just, I was just loving watching it all come together because my friend generally thought he was going to be arrested and deported because he was uh, from uh, Africa and he thought he was going to be deported. I was like, "Are you alright, buddy?" <laughs> I had um, when I was at university, there was a strip club uh, in the local town, and it was called ST Ones. Which looked like STIs on the sign, yeah, it's a really which I always thought was name, funny. Yeah, and then, really and they, they had a they had a student night on a Monday, and all the, all the students would go because it was like five pounds for five bottles of Grolsch, which is like the cheapest you find anywhere. And then yeah. every dance was like a fiver. So like we used to go there all the time, and I, I went so much, like just because that's what everyone did. That just doesn't appeal to me at all now. I, I, had did it, I, think. I had that once too. Once my local news agent was selling his packets of Skittles for like fifteen p, and I gorged those too. And then I, I don't eat Skittles anymore because I just got sick of them. <laughs> really? Yeah. I, I, in I, a I, way, I, it's like I see your stripper story like Skittles in that I want to taste the rainbow. Yeah. <laughs> when it comes to strip clubs. Yeah. yeah. I um I, I had a joke about um a strip club that people didn't like and I don't know whether I mean it was a long time ago something to do with I went to a strip club I got kicked out of a strip club for touching a dancer between the legs 
So I think instantly in that setup, it kind of puts the audience off a bit anyway. Yeah. And then and then what was the joke? I said, but I put twenty quid in a bra and assumed that's where the change would come out. Which, <laughs> but, but I just don't know whether that's all right. Like as a. I, it's no it's all right it's it's all right it's a, it's just a, it's a cool pullback and reveal it's just that uh you know people are very so sensitive that just hearing the first part like yeah very hard to get to that punchline so it, it may be just be the wording of rather than putting hand between her legs it's like yeah it's open my hand graphic. underneath her legs or open my hand in front of a stripper yeah because i think there's this this there's uh that con- conflation of stripping with sex work even though yeah. they are very exclusive different jobs yes because I, I think what happened, I think where I got, came to that was was getting kicked out because I did it. Because when you go in one of those places, they just say you're not allowed to touch them. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of the way the joke. So there was like a a comeuppance in the joke was I got kicked out, and that's like a, a well known thing that you're not supposed to touch the dancers. But I mean, then again, you're not supposed to touch. But yeah, that's the point because with sex workers, you are allowed to touch them, aren't you? Yeah, I mean, Do you know what I mean, so yeah, that's the. I mean, they, they obviously they stipulate how you're able to, but yeah. And that being said, also some strippers are happy for you to touch them, but you know, everyone, everybody's different. There's no mm. unified theory. But yeah, so that one didn't work ever. I mean, that was a lot. No, time no, ago it, does, well. it does work, but it's just yeah, it, it's the it's the first, the premise and the setup. Is obviously, people get very sensitive to that. No, that that definitely works. Mm. As a technical gag. Maybe uh, you have to ooh. find maybe I guess between the legs uh, and the front maybe seems a bit invasive. Maybe you might be like, yeah, it's a finding different way of where you maybe where you necessarily put your hand. I think yeah, I think at first when I did it, I said vagina, which is, I think that's why it definitely, that was even yeah. worse. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, that's not good. <laughs> that's not going to help it. I was very na- naive and uh, I didn't know a lot when I started. Well, there you go. But at least you're that. coming. But you're coming. You're coming from an innocent place, and that's all that matters. Is that your endeavour was to be funny and not trying to be edgy. So exactly, exactly. Um, we we nearly ran out of time, mate. What? What? Have you got any other little bits? Uh, maybe a few other bits, and if not, uh, you might help me with. Let's see. Um, oh yeah, so this is uh, you'll enjoy this or you'll hate this. <laughs> trying to, you, know, you might tell me to stay in my own freaking lane. It's about Marmite. Uh, no, no. Well, I had it actually. Yeah, that's one point. First of all, a Marmite. My thing is, I don't understand why people love or hate Marmite because it's disgusting. I hate it because it's yeast extract, Same. and yeast is only found in two other places I'm aware of. It's bread <laughs> and alcohol, particularly beer. And also vaginas where the clothing is too tight around them. And why somebody would see that and be like, that would be good on my toast. <laughs> I don't know. So people that like Marmite are weirdos. But, then I th- and then, but, and but I that wasn't bit... the bit you were going to say. No, no, but it reminded me because then I'm saying there's a bit yeah. where it's like, I really feel like <laughs> there are, you know, they say America's like the land of milk and honey, which I think is a really good way of describing their population. Because when you think about the way human beings as a species... Uh, were able to discover both milk and honey. It's two very different type of people. You've got the people who are like, hey man, I've got this shit, it's sweet, it's delicious, good for you, and this doesn't even go off. How'd you get it? From a a, a bee's nest. Shit, that's pretty fucking brave, man. I know there was bears there and everything. And then the other guy's like, hey guys, this is milk, how'd you get that? Sucking another animal's tea? The fuck is wrong with you, John? And that's... That's America in general. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's a great bit. 
so well yeah so that's what i'm doing and i've got stuff to tweak man so yeah i'm yeah. hoping to emerge from this with at least 50 minutes of material yeah man Workable and material. then just yeah and then you've got, got to do those new material nights right that's it and just have my little post apocalyptic set good to go yeah, you, would you break it all down into 10-minute bits for the new material or would you just book in a load of like uh, previews or work in progress? Um, I think I'll do a few big work in progress if there's, so if there's set up normally like some of the nice festivals and stuff I can do work in progress but then mm. I normally kind of break it down uh, one of two ways either doing like a new material night like uh, Old Rope but then I also will I'll sometimes just put it into a set into a club set and just really test it at this stage like experience-wise it's you kind of know what stuff's going to work mm. just uh, through rhythm and uh, just the speech pattern in terms of your delivery. Yeah. Uh, and then I'll put it in there just live and direct and just see how it stands up against my existing material. And uh, and then I get more active practice in terms of editing to get it into a segue or to get it to work to the same level as the rest of the material. Yeah. Oh, and, nice. Uh, that's yeah, that's yeah. normally the process, just to kind of test yourself live and direct. Dane Baptiste! Dane Baptiste! There he is. Dane Baptweets. Go check out Dane Baptweets. Hashtag Awooga Dane. Hashtag Awooga to all the listeners. Thanks for tuning in. We'd very much appreciate it. Um, lots of listens lately, Joel. People yes. are enjoying. Lots of nice comments. Um, the... Lots of people signed up to Patreon, which is very nice. Some nice comments about our little mini podcast, Joel. Mark and Joel On Demand, where we chat about TV shows that we're watching at the moment on lockdown that are available and let you know what we think. Um, I want to do one soon. We haven't really discussed how often we're going to do it, but I, I'm up for doing that quite regularly, Joel. I've, I've, been, so watching, I, I've been watching lots of stuff, so I'm going to challenge you to watch a few bits. Uh, and we'll put another one of those out soon. Um, oh, also, lots of really good guests coming up. Uh, some big hitters, as they say in the uh, in the business, Joel. Um, <laughs> so make sure you hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any of those. Any feedback for the episode at Jokes with Mark across all of social media. Uh, anything? I don't want to do that part of it yet. In case you have got something else, Joel. Any, actually, no. Technically, if I say anything more from you, Joel, and you have got more, we can come back to that later and you tell us what we want. Anything more from you, Joel? Nothing more from me, Mark. <laughs> anything more from you, Mark? Nothing more from me, Joel. Hashtag Awooga, everybody. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. 
quince.com slash style. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.